says I can't? Nobody. Who says I can't? Nobody. Who says I can't? Nobody. Yeah. Adam, I just want to say, man, thanks for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. My, I guess the biggest thing that I want to know is how did the connection between you and Coach Rob, how did this happen? Well, he, Coach Rob went to ESPN, and I got a text that he wanted to say hello and introduce himself, and I happened to not be there that day. Well, maybe the day that he was there, I was there, but I was running around and doing shows, and our paths never crossed that day. And so we exchanged some texts. We exchanged some pleasantries. I called him, uh, if I remember correctly, right, Coach? Yeah. Yeah, I was yep. very surprised and, and also very grateful. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and so called him, and then he reached out and asked to do the podcast, and, and I wouldn't say no to him. So there we go. Well, I wonder <laughs> if I, I wonder if I would have called with you the same to say the same thing. No, I would have said no to you, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Donald. We already know that. <laughs> you know what? It'd be so cool to tell a former player. I've been covering the NFL for thirty years. It would be great to tell a player, a former player. I'm not talking today, like I heard all those years I was covering the Broncos. You know, the good thing about it, Adam, is you get all the inside scoops. I mean, even when I played, you know, when you played 14 years in the National Football League for one organization, you get all the inside scoops across the country. So Thank you. I just want to know, how do you do that? Well, how, how do you catch touchdown passes, right? It's just, it's your job, and it's what you're trained to do. And I think what it really is, Donald, is just um, – I always say I'm only as good as the people who think of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate in that a lot of people think of me and I'm grateful to them for their contributions because the truth of the matter is the public cares. Everybody's interested in football and gossip and comings and goings and hirings and firings. Yeah. And so I'm great. I'm grateful to all the people who uh, I guess have loose lips, right? Yeah. Do you feel, Adam, do you feel like it's, it's, it's building that relationship with those individuals? Because they have to trust you, right? I mean, we all know that in this, in this world, in the media aspect of the world, players have to trust people that they can call knowing that at the end of the day, you have a job to do, but they also trust that you would not do anything to jeopardize their relationship, their identity. Um, yeah. So that's what I think. I, that, if I can say anything, I will say, I think that's one thing I've noticed about you over the years. Uh, over my 20 years is yep. just knowing that I think most players have a true relationship and connection with you. Well, I, I appreciate saying that. And I think what it is, is I, I've covered the NFL since 1990. And I could say that there's no story, no story that is worth burning a bridge or costing me a relationship over. And so you work your relationships and you come to common grounds and understandings about what you can say and when you can say it and what you can can't do and um, my job is to get information report information but I also try to do that in a respectful way and um, I'm sure there are times when people are upset uh, I try to avoid that if possible and so I mean, that, that, that's really the deal, right? I mean, that's, that's it. And you do some 30 years, you're fortunate to get to meet a lot of people, get to know a lot of people. And I think in anything, um, your reputation always precedes you. So if you don't do things the right way, people will know and word travels. And if you try to do things the right way, I think people also know that. 
and that word travels as well. I was uh, I was definitely curious about that side of, of the whole aspect of giving the information where where it comes from. And well, you know, you know the the funny thing is is that I remember when I covered the Denver Broncos um, for the Rocky Mountain News and the Denver Post, and I did that for over fifteen years, and and that really was like a training ground, um, and yeah. how this all started. But I remember one time I was going on uh, a break in uh, had to be June, and it was at a time that the Broncos were rumored to be interested in Steve Young as a quarterback. And it was post John Elway. So Elway retired in April of 1999. So it would have been right around there that June. Yeah. That June, June of 1999. Yeah. And I was, I, I think I was leaving the country for a week and, and one of my sports editors called me and he said, Hey, can you leave the number of where we call to find out if the Broncos are making a move for Steve Young? as if it was some kind of like magic hotline that you just call up <laughs> and get the answer to. And I always found that to be interesting. I'm like, boy, you know, he doesn't grasp what I do. It, it's not one call to one number and, and, and just check. Oh, did, did Steve Young sign with Denver today? It, it doesn't work like that. So, um, you know, it's, hey. it's a lot of calls to a lot of people um, and a lot of fishing. And sometimes the fish bite and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And sometimes you catch something and sometimes you don't all of us average joes think that's how it actually works i mean i really thought maybe going into this uh podcast that there was a 1-800 line to every single number and and uh that's where all the information leaks out to and, and there's only <laughs> an elite group of people that have access to these phone numbers yeah so. it, does, it, it doesn't work like that it doesn't work <laughs> like that um i got a text yesterday What's from, that? Peter, from peter king okay yeah. who what, what did the King Master say? <laughs> okay, well, you know, again, we're just talking. I'm sharing this with you because I, I honestly was so moved and touched by it. We're talking about sources and stories and, and relationships and all those things like that. And, um, and so uh, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but he sent me a text. He just said, you're doing a good job. That was it. And I said, with what? That was my response back. And he said, I've talked to two people in the last 48 hours have told me stories about you holding things because it was the right thing to do you know you'll get it back and i'm sure that's part of it but it's conscientious and it's smart it's a hard business sometimes there are people in it who are not altogether honorable on all yeah. sides all you can do is work hard and be a good person and win some and lose some and get up the next day and try to win some more which you do wow um that's, that's so cool and who was this again Peter King, King. And, he, and he said some more things that were even nicer than that, but I don't yeah. need to, that would be uh, excessive and I don't need to share that part, but it was, it was very nice of him to share that. Well, you know, that, that kind of shows your character. You know, I, like I said, I've always, I mean, I've always thought you was a stand-up guy. Anytime you ever needed something from me or anyone else, I know you, you've been able to reach out and, you know, you know, I'm always going to always be transparent to God. And I think that's one thing that I think the entire, not just, not just the football world, but I think just sports in general, right? I think across the whole entire NBA, Major League, professional sports, I think they every single player um, have respect for you and what well, you Well, thank do. you. And well, so that, 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 means, that means a lot coming from you. That means a yeah, lot coming from you. Thank you. I really do. I, I remember you covered, uh, what was it, a Laker game or the NBA one night, and uh, they were really excited to go up to you and, and get interviewed by you. Who was, who was playing that night? I forgot. I, well, I, the only Laker game I did, um, I did. Uh, well, no, no, I did, I did, I did a LeBron game in Cleveland. But I was thinking, That's it was what Laker, it was. but but he's, it was a, it was, it was a, uh, it was Friday night, March twenty eighth, two thousand and 
18. I think that's it. Uh, maybe yeah. 17. Maybe okay. uh, 18. No, 18. You're right. 18. Standing outside the Cavaliers locker room, and LeBron walked out, and he saw me, and he did like a double take. He goes, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you thought that that wasn't your sport? Like you don't cover the NBA? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I don't really. I do it. You know, I do it a couple of times a year for ESPN pre-pandemic, and right. I happened to get a Cavaliers game, which I was uh, excited or honored to be able to do. And so LeBron saw me, and and uh, I had never spoken to him. I never met him before. And, yeah. And so he's like, "What what are you doing here?" And I went over and shook his hand and and commended him on uh, the great career and run that he's had what? and the standard how, that he set in his sport. How, how did the idea go or come about? Like, what did ESPN did? Like, did they email you one day or how did that come about? Well, you know, I I, I actually uh, over the last five or so years, roughly, I'm gonna guess, I've I've come to. Uh, love playing NBA fantasy basketball. I'm in an ESPN <laughs> fantasy basketball league. Okay. And it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like become my hobby. You know, some people like to golf. Some people like to garden. Some people like to travel. Some people like to whatever it is. I, yeah. I don't have much time for anything. And so um, I love playing fantasy basketball. I love playing fantasy golf. I love playing fantasy football. And yeah, so, cool. And so, you know, the, the people that I work with, they knew that I got into basketball and they're like, hey, how'd you like to cover a few games? I'm like, that'd be awesome. You know, I'm not trying to take any work away from anybody, you know, but if there's a time where there's an <laughs> opening and uh, somebody doesn't want to do anything that night or they want to blow, fine by me. So I've, I've, I've covered probably a dozen NBA games for ESPN over the last three, four years. And, and, and it's always great because, you know, Donald, it's like this, when, when you have an actor or a musician who comes to practice or a game and, and you get to mingle with them, you could meet another football player and it wouldn't mean anything to you, right? But you could meet you could meet an actor or a musician or an athlete from another, and, and you get a kick out of that, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, so I, think that, I totally agree. Cause I remember the first time, I remember Brett, you know, I used to be with Brett and Brett used to do his charity um, golf tournament up in uh, Gulfport, up in the coast. And yep. man, I remember he used to always say, for seven years, Tim McGraw used to always perform a live concert. Yeah, he would never let me meet Tim McGraw. He would always keep Tim McGraw like on stage or whatever. And I said, Yeah, man, I want to meet Tim McGraw. He's like, Why do you want to meet Tim McGraw? I said, I'm a huge country fan. I said, yeah. But this is the thing. I really wasn't trying to meet Tim McGraw. I wanted to meet Faith. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get to. So it was crazy that after the concert was over. Tim McGraw was every year for seven years. I'm sorry, I met Tim McGraw. I just never met Faith. So for seven years in a row, I used to always say, Tim, where's Faith? Is she coming to the concert? He was like, no, she's visiting her family at Star. You know, her family was from Star, Mississippi. And I was like, oh, man, I just want to just say hello to her. Yeah. His 50th birthday, we walk up on stage, and Tim McGraw said, hey, I got a, I got a surprise for you, Donald. He said, after the show, I'm gonna give it to you. I was like, oh man, this is awesome. He's gonna let me be in one of his con, you know, his next, you know, his next uh videos or something. I'm making it because I love country music. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna let me come on stage and sing with him, knowing I can't sing. All of a sudden, we're backstage and faith comes out. Oh my god, wow. I almost passed out. Wow. <laughs> you know, it was the best moment of my life. So I loved every bit of it. But but you get a kick out of meeting somebody that's out of your universe, sort of. Correct. Speak. Correct. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And so I like I like stepping into an alternative universe, the NBA universe, mm -hmm. and interacting with the coaches and players. To me, that's that's just fun. How do, how do you guys think my night was at the ESPYS? I was in 
Yeah. Oh my goodness! It was it was amazing. Every right, that, that, it's, it's the same. It's the same concept. It's the same yeah. thing. Well, who was the yeah. what? Who was the one meeting you had that night that stayed with you? There was a few, but I think when Adrian Peterson stopped traffic at, in front of the whole hotel valet uh, <laughs> and got out of his uh, nice Escalade and ran up to me and asked to take a photo with me, and I wow. just yeah, because I was like getting my wheelchair fixed and I was looking down at my wheel. I think my wheels were getting worked on. And I just see him running up to me, and I just was very startled, actually, at first. And I'm like, yeah, this is AP. He goes, oh, it's AD. Like, yes, right. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. You yeah. corrected it before I was going to correct you. Uh, no, yeah. It's, uh, it, he corrected me. He goes, yeah, it's AD. Like, uh, but we took a photo right there when I was getting my wheelchair fixed. And it was such an amazing three or four nights I was there. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I got to dance with the Gronk brothers. That was another cool experience at the pre-party. They're fun. They're a lot, they know how to have fun, right? Oh my, yeah, his his brother knows knows a lot of uh, the moves, and he would get on my wheelchair and start getting on the back of my wheelchair. And it, was, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So Adam, let me ask you a question, man. How has life been, man, with ESPN doing this whole pandemic? Yeah. You know, everything has been crazy and mm -hmm. chaos across the country. But how has it been? I know you guys probably been working, started out working from home once they did a complete lockdown. But how has it been since then? Yeah, Don, I've worked from home for an awful long time. I have uh, worked from home, you know, throughout my football reporting career. Um, so it's not as much of an adjustment for me. But saying that, there are things that are incredibly unusual. I've not spent a night away from my house since the first week in March. Um, wow. And it used to be that, you know, I was, you know, at the site of Monday Night Football or I'm in Bristol, Connecticut on Sundays for Sunday Countdown and sleeping in Bristol on Sunday nights. I did that every year, every every Sunday night during football season the last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, I have not had a single night away from my house since I was up at ESPN the first week in March. The last time I've been out of the you know, New York metro Connecticut area was for the Combine in late February. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't even know the next time I will spend a night away from the house. Right. I couldn't even tell you when that will be. Like, I, I don't think I'll be going to the Super Bowl this year, so that's out. I don't think I'm, I'm going to guess that there's not a combine. I don't know anything, but that that's just a guess. Yeah, you know, that we're not going to be covering the combine. I would bet that the draft will be done virtually again. But but you know what? Maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe treatments will progress and a vaccine will come along, and uh, we'll be able to go to Cleveland for the draft this year. But I, I nobody's told me that, mm -hmm. and so. Until somebody tells me otherwise, I'm operating under the assumption that I'll be working from my house in this office where I'm sitting now. And I think the biggest thing for me, the biggest adjustment there probably has been, aside from not being away any one night during the week, yeah. on Sundays, we have our Sunday pregame show, ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown. Mm -hmm. and, and back when I was in NFL Network, I was in studio there for Sundays and, and ESPN, I'm in studios on Sundays for that show. And I love being in the studio for that show. And it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's not a like, you know, you've your teammates and you're playing Donald and, and you're around these guys and you get used to kind of going to battle with them all the time. It's the same thing. You're doing a TV show, you're around friends, you're laughing, you're joking, you know, you, 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 there's good moments, bad moments. Um, and it's yeah. great. And so this year, you know, I got a call that I'm doing Sunday countdown from my house. And I'm like, my house? Like, oh, that's, that's going to be terrible. But I got to tell you, uh, it's been an adjustment, and you try to make the best of it. 
and um, it's it's kind of worked out better than I would have thought. And I actually kind of like being home now on Sundays. Yeah. So, so do you think it like the, I know that it hasn't affected you that much because you've been doing it for 15 years. What about you got friends in the reporting world? How has do you think it has affected them that the ones that normally is in the studio all the time? Well, I, I'll tell you who it would affect. You know, there there were the guys, and I did this for 15 plus years covering the Denver Broncos on a day to day basis, right? So, Donald, just think of all the guys that came through the locker room there in Green Bay, you know, Bob McGinn or Rob Domofsky or whoever it is on a day-to-day basis, right? And and you're seeing these guys almost every day, right, in the locker room. And so, um, you know, when I started out, you're able to get to know a lot of players and coaches and build relationships and and observe things in the locker room on a day-to-day basis and see, you know, the, the, the rhythms and routines and trends of a team. Well, these people who are covering a team now, the beat writers, which, again, I was one of those for 15 years, they're not going to the locker room. They're not going to the facility. They're not around anybody. Everything's done virtually in a group setting. So how do you differentiate yourself? And how do you get information that's unique to you and that not everybody has? That, that, that to me, is challenging. Yeah. And so you have to think outside the box a little. you got to be very creative and innovative. And, and again, you have to have good relationships. Yeah. Hold on. The Steelers-Ravens game canceled for Thursday night. Hold on one second. Oh, we just got Uh-oh. the latest information right now. Who has what? <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, well, boy. That's one less game to talk about, even though I, I think everyone was taking the Steelers on that. <laughs> okay. So we want to know uh, Shefty's predictions for the rest of the season. Mm. Oh, I, 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 I'm not a big predicted guy. I, you know, that's, it's, it's not what I, it's not my, uh, forte. you know, as soon as I predict something, it's like Schefter says that, you know, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to win MVP and I don't know, you know, we'll see. Hey, you don't want to predict him for the rest of the season, but this is the thing. Do you ever predict for games? Like, you know, you say, Hey, I think Texas no, Lions win. Did you notice that? Did you notice that at the end of the show, Mother Night Countdown, they always go, to all the other analysts for their I predictions. Do notice that. Yeah. And I, I never do it because you know why? Yeah. Because they're, they're, all you do when I do that, I get a call from some coach <laughs> or executive. You're not picking our team? Like, <laughs> like who can, like, no. <laughs> you know, like, and it becomes a big deal. Yeah. So. Well, um, I think it goes back to relationships. I think you're right. I think sometimes you can't do that, but you know, so I totally agree. And by the way, so so I picked the game. Like, what does that do? Yeah. You know, no, it's yeah. Like, wait, what is, what, what does what, that do? What, I have, I have a question. Uh, what about the Steelers? Do you think they're the real deal? Uh, do I think the Steelers are the real deal? Oh, they're unbeaten. I mean, they're a really good team. Um, and and yeah, the thing I about them is they're, they're stomping out teams too. So they're not just beating teams. They're they're winning by a lot. Yeah, it's. Uh, they're unbeaten, and their schedule is very favorable. If you look at it, Baltimore, Washington, at Buffalo, at Cincy, Indy, at mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. They, they got a real chance uh, to run the table. Real chance. Yeah. Hey, how did you get into covering football? Did you play high school football? or? No, I never, never, never played high school football. Um, and not only did I not play high school football, but I went to college not even knowing that I was going to wind up writing or reporting. And by the way, when I went out to Denver in 1990, in September of 1990, to take a job with the Rocky Mountain, I wanted to be a 
either a baseball beat writer covering a baseball team or a newspaper sports columnist. And I didn't get to do either one. I didn't get to cover a baseball team. I didn't get to become a newspaper sports columnist. And instead, I basically got stuck. And I mean that, stuck on the football beat. And it worked out great. I love it. But that was not what I wanted to do, aspired to do, set out to do. It just sort of happened. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you this. I, I remember this. The movie, The Longest Yard. Yeah. How was, how was that, man, with Adam Sandler and those guys? Well, and that's amazing that you, you know that. You know, Donald, I still get royalty yeah, checks for making a brief appearance that people don't even notice where I'm in the press box. I swear to you, every three months or so, I get a check for $6.84 or $4.93. And I think to myself, every time I get one of these royalty checks, that's my royalty check. What's Adam Sandler's royalty check? <laughs> right? Like, what is he getting in those for those exactly. royalties? Exactly. Look, I totally agree because I do this. I get the exact same thing for being on Dance with the Stars. So I, I truly understand what you're talking about. Hey, uh, I have a, another question I wrote down here. As much as it, it was a pleasure finally meeting you, is there anyone that you haven't met or are looking to meet in sports? You know, I, I, I've never met a president of the United States. Well, uh -oh, hold, on. hold on now. Hold on now. Hold I was going to say, I say. Hold on. I've never met, I, up until now, I had never met a president of the United States, and I've always wanted to do that. Now, I did meet Joe Biden. Um, I spent, I, I actually um, moderated a conversation with him in Ann Arbor. Really? Uh, two years ago. And he had just come out with a book and his publisher was my publisher. And he said, well, you do this fireside chat with him. And so we were on stage at a theater in Michigan for an hour, just me and him. And uh, I got to interview him in front of the audience. And then we got done. He, he pulled me into a room and wanted to talk to me about family and values and life. And it was kind of cool. Um, but I, so when cool. you said you never met anybody, my first thought was I've never met a president. But now I've met a president, but he wasn't president yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> President-elect. Yeah. All right, Adam, I'm going to ask you a personal question. Yeah. Here we go. I know that you released a book yeah. in 2018, The Man I Never Met. Yeah. Um, it's really, uh, it's really up to you, but I would love to tell, can you tell the audience what made you write that book? Well, uh, it's a book about my wife's late husband who lost his life on 9-11. And my wife is as private as anybody I know, doesn't share anything of her life with anybody really. And so one time, I remember it was 9-11, she's like, you know, you talk about a lot of things, you mention a lot of things, how come you never mention Joe? And I'm like, I didn't know that you wanted me to mention it. She said, well, I think it'd be nice. I said, okay. So I remember I tweeted something about, you know, uh, we're thinking of all the people and families who lost loved ones on this day and especially Joe Mayo. And well, I had pitched the story to ESPN just thinking, hey, on the 10th anniversary of 9-11, you know, if you're interested, I'd be honored to do a feature on my wife's late husband. Mm. And they, they said, okay, we'll let you know. And they didn't do it. And then on the 15th anniversary of 9-11, which would have been in two, in 2016, I guess, yeah. uh, one of the producers called me. He's like, hey, I think we're going to do that story on your wife's late husband. I was like, wow, okay. And I honestly didn't know what we were going to do with it. Like, I didn't know how, what form it would take. Um, it would just kind of tell people a little bit about Joe Mayo and the kind of man he was. And the story ran on the first day of the season, opening day of 2016 on the 15 year anniversary of 9-11. And as soon as the story ran, my 
phone went crazy. My email inbox exploded and I uh, just got a ton of reaction. I, I, man, it was, I've, I've never done anything that got that kind of reaction, uh, very few things. And so, um, the, the, the story that ran on ESPN and anybody can Google it, you know, just, just do Joe Mayo, M-A-I-O ESPN. Um, they can watch the story. It, it, it just, I think it resonated with certain people. Um, and I think selfishly it was a touching story. Um, and so that story ran, we were just trying to pay tribute to his life. He's got a great family. I wanted to honor his memory for them. And that's, that's sort of how it happened, Donald, you know, that, it, and then all of a sudden, you know, I had somebody call, Hey, you should turn that into a book. Ah, I don't know if there's a book there. Well, you know, you need to do this in a book. Really? I don't know. I don't have the time. Well, we'll get your writer to help you. Even though I, I am a writer, I just, I don't have that kind of time. So I worked with this guy by the name of Michael Rosenberg, who writes for Sports Illustrated, who's a, who's a tremendously gifted writer, just fantastic. And, um, and uh and and he and i did this together and um and, and there you are well adam listen man thank yeah. you so much for coming on we really appreciate it yeah, sorry uh, to be disrupt sorry for the interruption you blame the nfl be angry at them <laughs> no it's all good man all please, good please, please send your please send your complaints to the nfl schedule maker and uh and we will be in touch all right man be good happy Have thanksgiving to you. happy thanksgiving to you and your hey, family adam. Coach, Stay thanks in touch. for having me. Donald, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys. Stay in touch, please. Thank you very much. Happy Take Thanksgiving. Care, guys. Hey, man. Man, that was awesome, man. Hey, that was, that was a good so one, cool. Hey, man, you got the best connections of all, man. Adam, man, that was a good one. I haven't seen Adam since I retired, man. So it's good to, you know, catch up and, and kind of get the, you know, everything that he's doing now, man. It's just exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to really, you know, dig deep into that, you know, his personal life, man. So sometimes I think yeah. we get on these calls, right, Rob? And, we can't get the guy. We talk about what they do on the day-to-day -day job, but not what they, you know, went through and going through every single day. Uh, uh -huh. really no, that was some great off-the-field stuff right there. Yeah, man, and I think that's the whole thing. This is what the show is all about, off-the-field, and, you know, we really got some good insight, especially on Adam. And uh, I knew that story, man, and I, I watched it and saw it, and I just thought, man, this was the perfect time to get him on and, and just kind of know his feelings and why he, uh, he wrote the book, A, a Man a Man I Never Met. That's um that's truly deep, you know. That's a deep, deep yeah. So I respect yeah. that. Let's do this, man. Let's do this. Let's yeah. get into these picks, man, because I know you get excited about these picks. So here we I'm go. Gonna I'm going. I'm going to let you go with the show. We're going to pop this thing off. Let's start. Uh, let's start. Hey, so we, we got, Say it again. Tur turkey bowls tomorrow. Turkey bowl is tomorrow. The I'm Lions and the Texans. Yes. So who? Uh, I'll do this. Who you have? Lions, Lions, Texas. Now, Houston, uh, Houston, Houston negative. Three, three and a half, three, oh, three points. By the way, I just want to point something out. I did uh, get that gentleman's bet over on you with the, the Steelers over the, the Ravens. So just, just, to, just to quickly address that real quick. Hey, I got you. You, you. you won. That's what happens, baby. Sometimes I pick them, sometimes I don't. I give you credit. You got that one. We had, we had a rematch going tomorrow, but since we've last talked, a lot has changed. Um, Niners have been getting their butts kicked since we've last – spoke and uh your packers are looking good looking good man you can't stop them i told you they told lost you. i think though this last weekend right it, Against it, the Colts. It, hey listen it happens man everybody loses sometimes but i say this if if marquise didn't fumble that ball we was going down and score i just want you to know yeah. just want you to know we was I, I still think i still think they could uh 
they can beat the the Bucks and and if not the Saints, depending on how Drew Brees comes back in the playoffs. Yeah, but um, I like the Tack. All right, so who you got? Texas Lions. Who you going with? I got, I'm going to take the Lions, even though I like what the Texans did last week against the Patriots. I'm going. You know something? I think the Texans. That you know they played well. You're right. They played well against the Patriots last week. I think we just. I just. You know. I think the it's a rebound. So I'm going to have to go with Lions, man. I think they're going to rebound from last week losing. I mean, they they put a goose egg up last week. I mean, they didn't even score. So. You know, against uh, against Carolina, so I'm gonna have to. I'm going Lions, man. I think they're gonna bounce back this week. Who you got? Washington, Cowboys. Oh, man, the Cowboys. They they surprised everyone last week. Um, and if Andy Dalton continues what he's doing and they continue to run the ball, Cowboys could be content. You know, contenders in the NFC East. So I think I'm gonna take the Cowboys on this, and and they got that momentum going into into Thursday. So the Cowboys, of course, I guess you actually ask yourself, if the Cowboys pull this thing off, man, the Cowboys pull this thing off, they would be on – if they win Thanksgiving, they would go on top of the division. Rightfully so, because, man, Philly right. just looks like – Man, come on, man. Philly looks like crap. Well, see, that's going to be that's gonna be the thing, because we'll be able to talk about Philly. I don't think Philly – I don't think Philly can win that division out. I mean, they just lost – they lost to the Browns this week, even though the Browns have been playing well. They lost to the Browns. The way they lost, Carson Wentz just looked horrible. I don't know if you saw those last two passes that he threw, but they were just like lollipop passes right to the defense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let, let, let's go to the Ravens and the Steelers, which we just heard that is going to be postponed. Uh, I was going to take the Steelers again. What about you? Man, I'm, I don't know. I mean, if it's going to be postponed, then, you know, <laughs> okay, right? like, we, we could be picking all day long and it still ain't going to matter. So, uh, but I, I'll say this, man. If I had to pick right now, I think I'm gonna. I would have to go with. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with the people, man. I mean, they're undefeated for a reason. You know, you get you can't go against them until they lose. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Steelers. All right, Raiders, Falcons. Oh man, you know, maybe maybe this is what I do. Maybe I go switch it up a little bit. Maybe Matt Ryan's gonna pull something out of his hat. I'm going. I'm going Falcons. I can't trust the Falcons. I cannot trust the Falcons. That's a that's a, a gentleman's bet fist bump that we got to do this week. I'll take Raiders. You take Falcons. That's who you taking? Yeah, Raiders over the Falcons. All right. Well, that that's your pick, not mine. I'm All right. Uh, Char- Chargers and Bills. Chargers and Bills. That's an, pick. that's an easy pick. That's an easy pick. Who you going with then? If it's so easy, I'm going to go, go with Buffalo. And why? Why? Come on. The Chargers, they've been playing well. Why would you go with Buffalo? Other than Herbert, I mean, that, that's the only reason why uh, I was going to call him San Diego. You, Other can't than, uh, you can't go off last week's game. I understand you probably saying, well, the Chargers, Thank you. the Chargers beat the worst team in the National Football League. Yeah, they beat the Jets. But at the end of the day, you couldn't say that to Gary Vanderchek because he'd be mad. He'd be pissed off at you right now. At Gary Vanderchek, you would be mad at him right now because he's a huge Jets fan. He goes crazy when the Jets lose, so he probably would jump off a cliff uh, if he knew that. <laughs> no you saying that, but if you're gonna go with the Bills, then go with the Bills. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. I am gonna pull off and say that I gonna change the thing up. I'm going Chargers. All right, I like that. I, I mean, that could be the upset of the week because they got momentum going into it. But I mean, they're gonna travel across the, across the country. Um, and uh, I, don't, I just don't trust their defense. All right. All right. Who you got? Giants, Bengals. 
I like the Giants, and I'm, like, on their bandwagon because Daniel Jones is doing anything and everything he can. He's not really, you know, consistent in the air, but I just like what he does on the ground. And also, um, he has some nice passes. He has flashes here and there, but yeah. I like the Giants in the NFC East. If I were to jump on, on anyone in the NFC East, it would be New York Giants. All right. I, I go with you on that one. I'm going Giants as well. Tennessee Colts. Now, Coast coming, coming off a big win. They coming I off was just going to say, yeah. I, I still don't trust Philip Rivers, though. No, nobody does. That's why he's not, he not there. But you got two teams. <laughs> you got two teams. You got the Tennessee Titans. They're seven and three. And then you got, you got the uh, – and you got the Colts being seven and three. So, somebody got to lose. Well, I called the Titans last week over the Ravens. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them again this week and take them over um, Indy. All right, I'm going Colts. I just think the Colts are hot coming off a big win against the Packers. They get, they're riding high right now. They think they can't be beat. So, uh, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to pull that thing out. So, Panthers, Vikings, who you got? Man, those are two bad teams. Right. <laughs> um, no I one cares just, off the field. Let's do that. That's how I say it. No one cares off the field. No one cares off the field. Uh, that's true. That's true. But if I were to have to pick, I guess I would take Minnesota. All right. I'm, 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 I can't choose. I can't choose anybody that plays against the Packers in the conference. So I'm gonna go Panthers, man. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm going Panthers. Uh, Cardinals minus two and a half. That is the lock of the week right there. I think the Cardinals are gonna bounce back big. Patriots. Cam Newton does not look good. Um, I'm gonna take Cardinals in that one. I got Cardinals. Cardinals gonna redeem themselves coming off a big loss against Seattle. So. I think they, uh, they're going to mouse up. So, team, both teams lost last week, but I think Carolina – I mean, uh, Arizona is going to be the one that's going to step up and play their lights out. And so, I got it. Uh, Kyle Murray, gonna, he's going to play lights out. He has nothing, he has nothing to lose. Uh, so, I'm going, I'm going Arizona. Dolphins. I don't even know why we're saying this. Dolphins, Jets. Let's just go ahead and let's not pass that one up. We both going to say Dolphins. Leave that where it is. <laughs> Jets will be 0-11 after this week's game. So, uh, I agree. Let's go, I agree. Let's, let's go Browns, Jags. Who you got? Both teams. Uh, I'll take Browns. I knew you was gonna say that. I'm taking Browns too because it's not. I, I think the Jets can beat the Jags. That's how bad I I think of that the Jags are. You think the Jags can beat the Browns? No, I think the Jets can beat the Jags, and that's what I'm saying. That's how bad I think the Jags are. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they, they're terrible. So I mean, you got one team that's 0 and 10, and one is 1 and 9. I mean, and they won. They won their first game. The Jags won their first game. They thought they won a Super Bowl. So. Uh, I'm going Browns as well, man. Saints. And let's go Saints, Broncos. I'm a big Taysom Hill fan. I, I like what he did last week. You can do a lot with him, and, and he proved himself in the air. So I'm going to take Saints. And if I were to take the spread on that too, it's minus six. I think they can beat him by six. Gotcha. I'm, I'm with you. I'm going to go with that. I'm going with the Saints as well. I just don't think uh, Broncos yeah. play up to that, that level. They haven't played that all season long. The good thing is that you got to give them credit. They're three and zero versus you know AFC you know AFC East teams, but that's uh -huh. the thing when you're playing in the uh, you know on the opposite side of the ball in the NFC. So I am going Saints with you. I already I don't even know why I'm gonna say this, but 49ers versus Rams. I know you're going with your 49ers because you love them, but you got to you got to give them credit. <laughs> I'm gonna pick um, I'm gonna pick the Rams on this, and just to be real about it, I mean the Rams. Did a lot with uh, beating the Bucks on Monday night, oh, and oh, just like how Michael oh, Irvin, is, 
Oh, just like Michael Irvin is going against his Cowboys because he knows it is what it is. Uh, my Niners, I think, are going to lose this week, and I hope I am wrong. How about that? If I can gain any kind of respect back from Niner Empire, I hope I'm wrong that we are going to lose against the Rams. Now, you know all your fans are going to hear that you went against your boys. It's a predictor. It is not something I am hoping for. There is a difference between predictions and there's a difference between hope. I am hoping we win, but I don't predict we win. <laughs> All right, man. Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. Tampa Bay Bucks. This is probably the game of the week. That's a good game. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Bucks plus three and a half. Just to, just to make it really fair, I'm going to say Bucks plus three and a half because this is why. Whenever Tom Brady has a bad game, yeah. he, is, he just bounces back. And uh, he comes back pissed off, and I think Tom Brady plays best when he's pissed off. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for he, he bounces back, and I think he will bounce back. So I got the Bucks in that game. Wow, man. Bold. I that. That's my bold pick. My who says I can't pick of the week. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Who says I can't? You screw this one up. There's no way <laughs> possible. I'm going, I got to go Chiefs, man. There, there's just no way possible. I don't think Tom Brady's going to bounce back. I think he proved last week that he can still play the game. But yeah. you know, when pressure's on, man, he just he just didn't step up. And he showed that He showed that last week. Uh, Bears, Packers. Oh, go Pack, go. You already know. We don't even need to entertain that conversation. Uh, I'm just going to – I'll say this. The only reason I, I would say if the Bears can pull this victory out is the way they pull it out is by shut, shutting down Devontae Adams. If they shut down Devontae Adams, this game completely straight. Because it's a proven fact that no other receiver has stepped up. Now, they, they do it, right? They do it every blue moon. Yeah. Right? Marquise caught the long deep ball last week, big play. Then he comes up and fumble in overtime. So, yeah. they could, they're not consistent. And so, I'll say this. I'm going Packers, but the only way is the upset if the, if, the, if the Bears realize that they can shut down Devontae Adams, then the, most likely the Bears can pull that thing off. So, I would say they have a better chance if that happens, but I still yeah. don't trust that offense. That offense is just horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, but you got to give it. I mean, I don't know. You got to go with Nick Foles. I mean, come on, man. Get him is in. he back this week? I don't know if he's back this week or not, but after, if he is back this week, you got to play him because, he, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's a proven yeah. back. He can play um, Seattle, Eagles. Oh, that ship. is an easy Jump pick. Go ahead, Jump Jump just give the Eagles a victory, even though I know they're not going to win. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm just saying I don't know what the spread is. I'm not looking at it. Right in the screen. Three. Is it three and a half? Yeah. No, six points. Oh, six and a half. To yeah. Seven. It's at seven. Is it at seven? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's at six? at six. Yeah. I think I still think the Seahawks can beat them by six or more. You really think that can happen? I, I no, do. I'm just joking with you. I, I just want to see what you're going to say, man. No, I'm going, I'm going Seattle too, man. That's no I'm, way gonna say I, <laughs> I'm going Seattle all the way, man. I'm going Seattle. There's no reason anyone should defend Philly right now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it, man. That's the picks of that's the picks of the week. Thank you, man. We had Adam Shetler on the phone. Great conversation, man. This is off the field with your boy D Drive and Coach, Coach Rob. Rob Mendes. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
Donald, who says we can't? No one! Yeah! yeah.